Welcome to Series 2, Episode 1 of Food Safety The Facts podcast. This is where we present the key points in an easy-to-understand manner. I'm Peter Henry, your host for Series 2, where we'll be exploring the key elements of the BRCGS Global Standard for Food Safety relevant to food safety professionals. One of the areas where to train get many inquiries is asking how I become a BRCGS auditor. So we thought we would start the series off by explaining the steps to becoming a BRCGS auditor. As part of today's series, we are giving away 15% discount for any BRCGS training course delivered by Train. But more about that at the end of the podcast. My co-host for Series 2 is John Husband. John is a director at Train. Train being one of the UK's leading training providers focusing on food manufacturing. John is also a BRCGS approved principal training partner and is the ideal person to discuss what does someone need to do to become a BRCGS auditor. So, John, let's set the scene. A technical manager who has a BRCGS lead auditor qualification wants to be able to undertake BRCGS audits. Well, Peter, as I'm sure you're aware, it's not as simple as just having a BRCGS lead auditor certificate. Yes, I'm aware that some people believe that once they have a lead auditor qualification, they are able to conduct BRCGS audits. But that's not the case, is it, John? No, it isn't. So what BRCGS have done is they've clearly defined the competency that somebody needs to meet to be able to undertake BRCGS audits. And that competency is based on four things. It's based on education, work experience, qualification and audit training. And they've detailed the criteria within the standard. So if you actually go to Appendix 5, Qualifications, Training and Experience Requirements for Auditors, that will provide you with details of the competency criteria. Great. So can you take us through the four points you've just mentioned? Yeah, we can, Peter. I think the first thing, though, before we actually start off with the uh, the four points is that you actually have to be registered on the BRC directory. And the only way that you can do that is by going through a certification body, which would mean that you either have to be employed by a certification body or you would be need to be working as a subcontractor. And what the certification body does, they then add you to the BRC directory as a trainee auditor. After you've been added, they then will then update the directory with your competency, but the final approval is always then given by BRCGS. Ah, right. Yes, I can understand that. So I, w- I would imagine that the training process is quite specific. It is. And I mean, if you approach any certification body and they take you on as a trainee auditor, then they are required to develop a training plan. And that training plan needs to cover certain things. Obviously, those are the areas that we're going to go through today. The first one really is uh, education. And 
What BRCGS would like is that all auditors have a degree in a food-related or bioscience discipline. Now, there might be a few listeners sat there today thinking, I don't actually have a degree. This is not necessarily an issue because what the certification body can do, they can approach BRC and ask for a concession. So in the case of the degree, what they would say is normally you have to have five years work experience within the food industry. That would then be increased to 10 years and they would then submit that to BRC as a justification for approval. So that is the sort of the education side. Right. So what you're saying is a degree is not a prerequisite, but the lack of one is compensated by experience in the food industry. It is, yes. If we actually look at work experience, if you've got a degree, like it says, is then you need to have five years within the food industry. And the standard clearly defines different areas that you may have worked in. So anybody that's worked in QA or technical, anybody that's worked in retailing, inspection or enforcement, so an environmental health officer. And I would also say that anybody with the right qualifications who's worked in operations or production could then become a BRCGS auditor. Right. So just to go back to that, when you say post-qualification experience, do you mean prior to gaining a lead auditor qualification? Yes. So basically, you should have your lead auditor qualification in place. And then from there, you then need to do a number of different audits, which we will come on to later on in the podcast. So the next section is qualifications, and there are a number of different qualifications that a BRCGS auditor needs to have in place before they can carry out audits. And the first one is that you need to have completed a BRCGS five-day lead auditor course. Now, the key here is that that course needs to have been undertaken with a BRCGS approved training provider. Now, there are certain situations where you don't necessarily need to have the lead auditor course. And that would be if you're already doing audits in the food industry and you have a IRCA or IRCA lead auditor qualification, then all you need to do is the three-day auditor training course. So BRC runner three-day auditor training course so you could do that and you wouldn't necessarily then need to do five-day lead auditor course as well the other thing that we need to be aware of is somebody has completed the lead auditor course then it needs to be up to date and what we mean by that is if you completed it when we were at issue seven of the standard and we're now at issue eight then you will need to be demonstrated that you've actually been updated to issue eight. And the way that you do that is there is a standard course. It's a two-day conversion course uh, that all auditors need to go through. And again, that would be delivered by an approved BRCGS training partner. So just to be specific, probably for my benefit, 
not being as um, as qualified as you. This relates to an individual having a lead audit qualification, which was delivered against an older version of the standard. Is that correct? It is. And then every time the standard is reissued, which is every three years, BRC require all auditors to go through a two-day conversion course. So you would need to have done the two-day conversion course as well. So the next qualification is a HACCP qualification. And what BRC says that you need to have a formal HACCP qualification. And they define that as a two-day course. You're not allowed to use an online course or an e-learning course. It has to be a classroom-led course. Basically, it's one of the few qualifications that you don't necessarily need to do it through BRC you can do it with other training providers, such as in the UK, that would be people like Highfield or RSPH, somebody like that. Once we've got the lead auditor in place and we've got the hazard in place, we're then moving on to the uh, category product exams. Now, I don't know how many people will know this, but what BRC have done is they've split the industry down into five fields of audit They've then taken those file fields of audit and they've split that down into 18 categories. And if you want to audit in one of the categories, and number one is red meat, then you will have needed to have completed and passed the category exam for red meat. Now, there are two ways that somebody can actually complete a category exam. The first one is through a certification body. So they have access to the exams. They can provide you with appropriate training and they can put you through the exam. However, if somebody wants to take a category exam, they can approach BRC. And BRC, for most of the category courses, have an e-learning module. And I think it costs about £150. So you buy the e-learning module and that would then also allow you to take the exam as well. So just to clarify that, John, and again, probably for my benefit, being the layman in this respect, does this mean that an auditor would be restricted to a particular product category? Yes, definitely. You have to have the appropriate product category to be able to undertake a BRCGS audit. Right, that's great, that's great. That explains it for me, anyway. So the next qualification required is the GFSI Knowledge Exam. Now, for those listeners who are not familiar with GSFI, it stands for the Global Food Safety Initiative. And what they say is anybody who undertakes audits to a GSFI standard, which BRCGS is, then they need to have passed this exam and this exam is going to cover three things. Hazard principles, it covers GMP, which is good manufacturing practice, and it also covers auditing techniques. It's a three-hour exam, and it's online. And what GFSI have said is the exam became available on the 1st of July 2019, so any new auditors now have to have passed that exam before they start auditing. If you are an existing auditor, then you have up until the end of 2021 to be able to complete the actual course. 
So, again, to clarify the situation, new auditors will have to go through the GFSI knowledge exam. Existing auditors will have, have to go through that exam before the end of 2021. So all auditors will have then taken the test. Yes, there are certain centres where you can take the exam and BRCGS are one of those nominated centres. If you actually work for a certification body, then they will be able to arrange for you to take the exam as well. So that is the sort of the qualification side. So that only really leaves one thing, which is the uh, the auditor training. So once we've got our qualifications, then BRCGS require you to undertake 10 audits. Now, five of those audits could be GFSI standards, but five of them have to be to the BRCGS global standard for food safety. And out of those five, two of them need to be witnessed audits. And then that information is then uploaded to the the BRC directory. Once your certification body feels they've got everything in place, then they make BRCGS aware who then are responsible for approving you as a BRCGS auditor. Great. That's really straightforward, isn't it? I mean, this part of the process, which is auditor training, is very specific and straightforward. It is, yes. So we've now covered the competency criteria. So we've looked at education, we've looked at work experience, qualification and audit training. And we've explained that people who want to be auditors need to be registered on the uh, the BRCGS directly through a certification body. So that's it, really. That's what you need to do to become a BRCGS auditor. And thanks for explaining the route to becoming a BRCGS auditor. As you can see, it's not an overnight process. And I didn't realise how in-depth the competency criteria is. I hope that is clear to all our listeners. Before we wrap up, one of the things I would like to say is that we've just gone through what somebody needs to do to become a BRCGS auditor. If you are interested in becoming a BRCGS auditor or becoming a food safety auditor, then you may want to look at other areas as well because there's lots of opportunities auditing the different standards, carrying out supplier audits and things like that. So, you know, you shouldn't just focus on the BRCGS. There are many opportunities in the auditing field if you want to become an auditor. Thank you, John. Thanks for explaining that. Just to wrap up, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, we are giving away 15% discount on any of Tatrain's BRCGS training courses. To redeem your code, just go to the show notes. Once you have your code, head over to the Tatrain website, which is tatrain.co.uk. Select the course you would like to attend, and when booking, the course, just enter your voucher code. John delivers BRCGS public and in-house courses, and if you would like more details on specific courses, then call Alison on 01642 551592, or email her at alison at Alison's details are also shown in the show notes. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Food Safety The Facts. It featured John Husband of Tatrain. It was directed and produced by Bethany Donkin and presented by me, Peter Henry, who was asking the questions. 
Join us next time for more on specific requirements of BRCGS Global Standards for Food Safety.